Today, we are talking O-line play with O-line coach Mike Blesch. Going to be the run game coordinator, too. I love talking about the big boys. It's coming up right now. Before we get started here, I want to make an announcement. We have a couple of football camps that I am putting on this year with several of our Cal Hall of Fame players that are going to be coaching with me. If you are the grandparent parent of an athlete, young football player, we're going to be working all the way from third grade up through high school students. Football camp's coming up. I will try to put a link down below that you can sign up for these camps. It's going to be under Cal Ballers because, you know, we love the Bears and we love Cal. But this summer, we're going to go June for our early camps at California High School in San Ramon. And then in July, we are going to have a huge camp at Memorial Stadium. A bunch of Cal Hall of Fame coaches out there, offense and defensive side of the ball. And so we would love to get uh, any kids that are in love with Cal, any kids that are in love with football that want to come out and get better at the game. It's going to be some high-level skills coaching at these camps. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to Bear Insider, Ultimate Insider Podcast. I am Mike Pulaski, former Cal quarterback and radio analyst. Today, we are talking about the heart and the soul of Cal's football team. And it's the heart and soul of any football team because it's the offensive line. And the big guys make your team go. They set the attitude and they set the tempo for the entire team. This year, Cal's new offensive line coach, Mike Blesch, is on here with us. And coach, welcome to Cal. What are your thoughts here as you come to Berkeley for the first time uh, on part of the staff? Thanks for having me, Mike. I'm I'm uh, very blessed to be here. I'm I'm having a hell of a time. It's been it's been a whirlwind getting the family moved out here, going from coaching in the bowl game and finishing out at North Texas in December, transitioning out here in January and and getting through signing day, February first, and then spending the last month preparing for spring ball and and really diving into what we're going to do offensively with Coach Spav. Uh, but uh, I've I've loved the the welcome that I've received out here. We're, we're loving the, the Bay Area, and I'm excited to, to get to work with the guys. I hear the Texas in your voice, right? A Texas guy coming out to California. It's great. Classic football coach accent. You played at Houston, and a huge piece of any coach is their formative experience in college. Tell me about your experience as a player. Obviously, you were incredibly durable. 37 consecutive starts your last three years. Talk about what you learned there and what, what, how you bring that to your coaching. Well, I learned, I learned a lot. I, I learned that perseverance is, is going to help you, you know, achieve your goals. Um, you know, the, in, the, in the world we live in today where everybody is looking for an instant impact player or a quick fix or maybe a freshman offensive lineman gets disgruntled because he hasn't gotten to play. You know, I spent my first two years, uh, first year on the scout team, second, second year kind of as a backup travel, travel guy. Um, and, and I walked into a situation where where I was an undersized offensive lineman. I was six foot two, two hundred ninety five pounds, um, and, I, and I had to make a decision: uh, either make an excuse or find a way to get on the field. And so, you know, I think the work ethic, the mentality that I try to instill in my players as a coach is is what helped me achieve my goals of playing at a high level on Saturdays. And and I just I try to pass that on to my players that if you'll just if you'll just Hit that stone every single day. You'll come into work with the same mentality. Um, you'll have, you'll put everything you have into what you're doing. Then you can achieve whatever you want to achieve. That's pretty awesome. I don't know if you've read anything by Angela Duckworth, but she's a psychologist that talks about grit, right? And that's been the big buzzword lately, grit. And it's all about that. Talent only accounts for a small part of what you do. It's the effort that you put into it that makes the great players. And I've, I have always been 
a huge believer in that back before she had her theories and her tests, uh, grit and the right. And that's what offensive line, and that's what offensive line play is all about. You know, you gotta, you gotta outlast, outlast the man in front of you. Nobody's gonna, gonna tell you, you did a good job, but they'll let you know if you did a bad job and, and you have to be mentally tough enough to, to kind of silence the outside voices and, and trust the guys in the room. Um, and play for the guys in the room and, and know that you're giving it all you have to to help the team have success. Yeah, that's exactly right, boy. You do have to be mentally tough to be an offensive lineman, both inside and outside of the room. So at both times, Robbie that's Tobeck, right. who played for Washington State, but went on to play for the Falcons and then played for the Seahawks, was on my show. When we were doing a fishing show. And he said, if the team is a band of brothers, then the offensive lineman is quintuplets, right? Because it's five guys that make one fist. And I love that analogy for the offensive line. Oh, no doubt. We talk about it all the time. If, if it's five guys separate, you can slap somebody. If it's five guys together, we can knock somebody out. Yeah, that's perfect. You started your coaching career in high school. And I know as a high school coach myself, you know, offensive, a quarterback coach, offensive coordinator, uh, working with high school guys is not the same as working in college. So talk to me about that high school experience because you can learn a ton. Even me as an 11 year pro, I went back and started coaching high school. I'm like, huh. Coaching is different at this level. You have to approach everybody at the at kind of where the, you meet them where they're at. What did you learn when you were coaching high school football? No, I think you just hit the the nail on the head. It's it's you walk into a, a room and, and you've got guys of all different talents and abilities, and you've got to find a way to create a unit that can have success. And and I don't take uh, my time as a high school coach uh, for granted at all. I, I'm very proud of that I'm very blessed to have had those five years of experience and be able to cut my teeth not only um, as a high school coach but as uh, at some big time programs I mean Abilene Cooper everybody's seen Friday Night Lights getting to go line up and play Odessa Permian and Midland Lee and playing in front of 10 15 20,000 people on a Friday night and then getting to be an offensive coordinator at 25 years old at Temple High School which is one of the top the most winningest programs in Texas high school history uh, getting to coach against guys like Joey McGuire, who's at Texas Tech as the head coach now, when he was at Cedar Hill, and and the the, the run-ins I had with really top-notch coaches at an at a early uh, point in my career helped mold my my foundation and and everything that I believe in as a coach moving forward. And you got to be not just an O-line coach, but you were the O coordinator. You were the recruiting coordinator, which they don't have in California high schools for the most part. You were the strength coach. Like, you were doing it all when you were there. Had to do it all, and and I did the laundry too. So, um, you know, that's one thing that I worked for Mike Spradlin, who's a longtime successful high school coach, and he, he instilled that in us early uh, as young coaches, just whatever it took to help the program be successful, whatever it, helped, it took to help the team win. Uh, just do your job, look for extra work, and and then that kind of carries over to your players. If your players see you doing extra, showing up early, staying late, giving them every opportunity you can to help them win, well, I think that that makes them want to go the extra mile. Absolutely. And did you get to do the laundry because you were the youngest coach? Was that it? Yeah, that was one of the reasons. But we just kind of had a a, a rolling uh, kind of potluck deal. It was just luck of the draw. Hey, this week you got the laundry, bless. And it was, yes, sir, let's get it done. Awesome. That is great. So 2014, you go back and you are coaching now at your alma mater. I love it when alums come back to coach at their school. I think it's, it's a, it's natural B the school and the program 
I think owes that debt of respect for a coach that wants to come back if they're good and, you know, they were upstanding citizen and everything else, a leader to come back and play or to come back and coach. What was that like for you to go back to your alma mater? I had a blast. You know, it was that was the the transition, the first transition from going from the high school game to the college game. Got to learn a ton from Tony Levine, who I have a ton of respect for, was the head coach at the University of Houston. Um, and, and then just to get back around um, all the alums that I knew and all of the fans, the friends uh, that were in the Houston area, my family in the Houston area. So it was a special time being able to get back there. Yeah, that is awesome. From there, you move on and you coach at Tulsa with a coach that you know in Philip Montgomery. Talk about coaching with him and talk about what that experience was like because you guys put up some insane offensive numbers. Yeah, so Coach Montgomery was the offensive coordinator at Houston when I was a player. Uh, went to Baylor with Art Bryles and then got the Tulsa job in 2015. Uh, brought me out there as the tight ends coach in 2015 and really helped me understand and learn the entire system from from uh, the run game to the pass game, you know, I've been in the, the the that system for 15 years. I mean, as a player, as a coach, um, but that year as a tight ends coach in 2015 really helped me. And then as we transitioned uh, to coaching the offensive line uh, for four years and and building, you know, a 10 win football team and and a team that won bowl games, uh, set NCAA records, things like that. We had a ton of fun, and, and I have a ton of respect for Coach Montgomery and the guys that were on that staff with me. Yeah, you talk about setting NCAA records. I mean, it's one thing for one guy to set records. You guys had a 3,000-yard passer, two 1,000-yard rushers, and, a and two 1,000-yard receivers. That's an insane year on offense. You know, it was it was a lot of fun. You know, when, when the O-line was good, we had four all-conference offensive linemen as well that year. Uh, but but that goes to tell you goes to show you that it's all about team success. And we talk to our players. Coach Spav has been talking to our players a lot about that. Is if everybody will do their job in in the system that we're going to implement, you know, you're gonna you're gonna get your you're gonna get your stats. You're gonna get we're gonna have team success. We're gonna win games. And at the end of the day, I think you can ask anybody: Would you rather be a, a 1,500-yard receiver and, and win three games or a 1,000-yard receiver and win 10 games. I think I would hope that they would say I'd rather win 10 games. At the end of the day, that's what we're here to do. We're here to win games, and, and we'll evolve offensively to to the personnel we have. That was a that was a great year with great personnel. So I, I always said it's players, not plays. Talk to me about the run game. Uh, you know, people that love the pass and everybody loves to watch it, right? Puts buttons, butts in the seats, great offense, running or throwing the ball nowadays, especially. But the run game, I watch you guys on film uh, and it's a good power running game. It's a gap scheme running game. I love it. I want to talk to you about that wham that you guys were running against UTEP when you were at uh, North Texas. But I want to talk about that one as well. But talk about your philosophy, because obviously if he was your offensive coordinator in college, and then you played under him or excuse me, coached under him as, you know, working in that same system. Talk about the scheme and the philosophy with the run game. So the, the, the philosophy is to, is to run the ball downhill between the tackles. I mean, we think that, you know, the toughest team wins. You have to be able to run the football um, in critical situations. You have to be able to run the, the football in a four minute situation. You have to be able to run the football in short yardage. Um, so our, our, base uh, scheme is going to be built off of our inside zone and and getting double teams at the point of attack and really trying to put a dent in the defense. And then obviously, you know, we're going to still be able to attack the perimeter with different things off of that. But 
always implementing that mentality of downhill running game, getting extra hats to the box, and then that's when you can be explosive in the pass game whenever defenses start trying to tie in to stop the run. That's exactly it. You get the numbers up in the box because they're trying to stop that run. Now, all of a sudden, you create a lot of green grass out there behind it. And so it makes it – quarterback's true. best friend is a fantastic running game. I agree. We're going to get it going. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so you bring that same offense, I assume, with you to North Texas. You become offensive coordinator, O-line coach for the first couple of years. Uh, what was it like there? Now you're the head guy, right? You are as in terms of the offense, you're the coordinator. You're the guy in charge of the whole thing. You don't have anybody else who was there running that system before you. What was that like for you? It was awesome. It was a great learning experience. And I, I really owe a lot to Seth Latrell for, for hiring an offensive line coach as an offensive coordinator. And I think, I believe at the time, those two years in 2020 and 2021 at North Texas, I was one of maybe five offensive coordinators in the country that also coach the offensive line. So it's a uh, it, it you can see why there's not a lot that do it because it is a very tough task to coach the five what I consider the five most important guys on the team and co coordinate the entire offense, but I knew if my name was going to be on an offense and and my career being an offensive line coach that I was going to get the O-line right as the offensive coordinator and the play caller and and so uh, we, we had a lot of success and, and set a bunch of records at North Texas and, and I had a ton of fun. Yeah, boy, it, it is all on you, right? Cause as an offensive coordinator, if you're a quarterback's coach, at least you can say, well, you know, offensive line ain't getting it done. But when you're the O-line coach and the <laughs> offensive coordinator, boy, it, it is all in your kitchen. That's right. That's right. But again, I think, you know, that foundation of those five guys up front and, and, we all know how important it is. If you can get those five guys playing hard, playing together, going in the right direction, having confidence, then your offense is going to do those things as well. So uh, it was just really important. You know, North Texas was really struggling on the O-line when I took that job. And, and I just felt like I was the, the man for the job as far as getting the O-line, the mentality and the identity back right before I ended up passing that off to uh, Randy Clements this past year. Yeah, and obviously you got him right. Your offense was outstanding down there. So uh, very explosive, you know, good run, great running game. I watched your your lineman on film, did a little film study on him. And I love the fact that they're playing kind of right on the razor's edge of the wheels coming off. So they're so violent and their pad level so good. And they're just, the wheels are just about to come off, which is right where you have to be as an offensive lineman. That's right. That's right. And that's, you know, that's a confidence deal. And we're going to, we're going to ins install, a scheme where, where they're going to be confident, they're going to have answers. What I talk about to them is just having answers to the test before the ball is snapped. Um, we're going to be masters of, of a craft. We're not going to be – we're not going to try to run every scheme in the book. Um, there's a lot of really good schemes in football, but you have to decide your identity and what you want to do and what you want to be really good at. And so we're going to focus on getting really good at, at a few things. Talk to me about – your year as a quarterback coach. This fascinated me. I looked at it. Here's an O-line guy, been an O-line guy his whole, you know, way through, and all of a sudden you become the quarterback's coach. What was that like for you? What was it like for your quarterbacks? What did you learn from it? It was great. You know, I, 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 again, I got the O-line to a point after two years of coaching those guys to where I felt like, you know, we had, had a good foundation. We had a lot of returning starters, and I was able to hire one of my mentors as the O-line coach. So it was kind of the stars aligning for me to go into that quarterback room. And then, you know, I, I again, I, I give 
uh, a lot of credit to Seth Luttrell, who was the head coach down there at North Texas, who he called me in and he said, look, bless, you're a great teacher. You're a great coach. You can coach quarterbacks. Don't let anybody tell you because you've been an O-line guy that you're not going to have the ability to do that. And, and then it's like I tell people all the time. I mean, in college football, if, if you're having to teach a quarterback how to throw the ball, he's probably not going to be your quarterback. Now, what you do have to do is you need to teach those guys who the uh, seventh defender to the box is, what's the coverage, what's the progression, what's the call to the O-line, what are we going to check if they go zero, all of the things that a football coach knows, and me as the offensive coordinator knew the breaking points to our schemes, I was able to relay that to our quarterbacks and teach those guys for the last year. And I was proud to say we broke the school record at, at quarterback last year for touchdown passes in a season. So um, it, it was a great learning experience for me, and I think it made me more well-rounded as a coach. No doubt about it, right? There, like As a quarterback, I, I could I could teach somebody how to kick slide potentially – not from experience, but I could learn it and teach it. Uh, and, and as a quarterback, right, there's certain things that you just know as a quarterback. But to be able to teach the offense, and like you said, nowadays quarterbacks are so coached up. I've got 25, you know, private quarterbacks out here. Like if those guys aren't coached up by the time they're getting to college, they're not getting to college. And so they, they right. better have their mechanics right. All you have to do is keep them right while they're with you. Yeah, and then the most important thing about coaching quarterbacks, which is great transition from the old line, is the foundation, right? They're your feet and the, and the foundation that you're throwing off of, your platform and all of those things, your feet, your eyes. So that's a lot of – there's a lot of transitional skills from coaching offensive line to coaching quarterbacks from that standpoint. No doubt. Balance, efficiency, and then planning, right? Understanding your reads. Where do I need to be for my next read and be one ahead? Because if you're one behind, you're going to be late. So that's a big one. Talk to me about... That's right. Yeah. Talk to me about the offensive line that you inherited at Cal. I know that you haven't worked with them on the field in as much as in pads, but talk to me about the guys that you know about, your thoughts coming into it, the film that you've watched. I'm excited about it. You know, I really am. As I watch, you know, really every Cal game from last year. You know, I, I know there's been 10 seven-point seven games in the last two years. Um, that gives me a lot of excitement about what, what we have the opportunity to do this year. But even as you just specifically look at the offensive linemen, I think there's some very capable guys. We played some young guys last year. Uh, there was multiple starting lineups. I mean, I would obviously like to find a unit um, and get those guys, get some cohesiveness with those guys together. But I've been very excited with the way that they've accepted me and, and kind of taken the standard and the mentality that, that I've implemented and, and tried to run with it this spring. So as we get on the field, you know, I tell those guys I'm looking for five guys that are going to do exactly what, what I'm asking them to do. I don't care if you're a freshman, a sophomore, a senior, a, a walk-on, a transfer. I don't care. I'm looking for five guys that we can count on that are going to be dependable, and I know what I'm going to get out of you every day. So that consistency – is what I'm starting to see a change in the mentality of those guys of just being consistent, being the same guy every day. And, and I tell them, if you want to be a bad dude, you got to be a bad dude every day. You can't just show up on Saturday and say, "Hey, I want to go, I want to go kick some ass today." You know, you've got to, you've got to, you got to do it in January, February, March, and 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 every day along the way. So, um, but I'm I'm really excited. We've added uh, we've added a junior college offensive lineman. We'll continue to. Um, evaluate and try to add a, maybe one or two more pieces before the fall and, and just continue to create that competition in the room. 
Yeah, that's what my my head coach Bruce Snyder used to call a lunch pail guy, right? Bring your lunch pail, go to work every day. You got to if you're going to be an ass, you got to be an ass every single day. Show up and get it. That's done. right. That's yeah, right. You it. can't talk about it. You got to be about it. Exactly. So tell me about this. So last year, you know, I I like Billy. I played against Billy Musgrave. Um, you know, we were contemporaries. He was at Oregon when I was at Cal, and his offense came from the NFL. So it's a lot of verbiage to it. That West Coast base, a lot of things going on up there. You guys are going to come in and simplify this. Just from watching your offensive film, you're going to simplify this offense coming in. Run a lot of gap scheme stuff so you get some some of that hard-nosed mentality, right, and bring some toughness to that offensive line, which is a way to to coach speed. Going fast, knowing your assignment, bring that toughness. How do you get that mentality across to your guys? How do you get that home? Consistency. I mean, I've got to be consistent as a coach. I've got to set a high standard, and I've got to I've got to – keep it black and white. There can't be any gray area with the, with these guys. You're either doing what I'm asking you to do or you're not. And I think those guys are, have been around me enough to understand that's kind of the way I am. But one thing they'll always be able to say about me is I'm going to be consistent in the way that I approach our practice plan, our, our individual periods, our team periods, our workouts. Um, you know, we, we, that's, that's how we're going to go about getting this thing flipped. And, and when I was at Cal, again, I keep going back to me, but, they had a, a good, great technique guy. Bill Laveroni was our O-line coach when I got there. Terry Shea was my quarterback coach. Great technique guy. Was fantastic. At the same time that Steve Mariucci came in to be our quarterback's coach, offensive coordinator, we got a, a uh, Dan Cazetto, our offensive line coach, to come in, who was a hard-nosed, downhill, speed, like, toughness guy. And it was a great transition. It seems like that's kind of the same transition that you have coming in with Spav, you know, great emotion, great personality, fast offense, slimming it down with you coming in with some of that temperament at the offensive line. It seems like that's the transition. And I like seeing that. Do you do you get that same sense, that toughness, that that kind of the speed to the game that you guys are bringing in together? I hope so. You just mentioned some damn good football coaches. So I appreciate yeah, you uh, throwing us in the same category as, as those guys. Uh, but no, that's why I came out here to Cal. Um, I had had some really good opportunities. Um at the end of the season uh, to go different places around the country. And, and to me, I, I've always been about who I'm with, not where I'm at. And, and I know that uh, coach Spav, I've, I've got a ton of mutual friends. We've, I actually worked with his brother at Houston in 2014. They were together at Texas, at Texas state for the last three years. And I just know the type of guy that, that Jake is and what he's been able to do offensively. I'm excited to learn from him. I'm excited for us to kind of, merge our two systems and just put our guys in position to have success. And, and there's, there's been no ego between either one of us. And, and even I can speak on Tim Plow coming in as the tight ends coach, who was the offensive coordinator at Boise last year, you got three guys who have coordinator experience. So we're going to have schematically um, answers to a lot of things, but we're going to keep it simple and let our guys go play really hard and go execute at a high level. Is everybody going to be trying to call plays better, you think, in the room? <laughs> no, no, I'll, I'll let Spav do that. I told him the other day, I said, man, uh, he was going through a big install deal. He's making a, this long, extensive cut up for the quarterbacks and receivers. And and all I had to do was write down about six things I need to talk to the O-line about in, in, a, in a position meeting. So I, I said, man, this is, this is kind of nice. All I got to worry about is the five guys up front after coordinating for the last three years. Beautiful. Do they keep your verbiage for the run game since you're the coordinator or is it Spav's verbiage or was it the same? 
And we're, we're going to merge uh, some verbiage. Um, again, you, this is a great time for us to change some signals, change some verbiage, uh, things like that. But it's all going to be uh, pretty, pretty similar to things that we've both done in the past and, and things that we can easily teach our players to go execute. Well, that is awesome. I appreciate you taking the time. I look forward to seeing kind of the finished product. I'm a big believer in consolidate and go fast. And it sounds like that's what you guys are going to do here. Well, we're going to do it. We're going to try to we're going to try to play up tempo and and uh, get the ball downhill and and then take some shots over the top. I think we've got a, a good nucleus of guys that are excited about it. They're working at a high level and and uh, I can't thank you enough for having me on. And I'm excited to be a cow bear. I will always have the big boys on. Offensive linemen are my favorites. My left tackle and my center were the best men in my wedding. So I'm just there throwing that out there. You know, those are the guys that really matter on the football field. Quarterbacks get the glory, but the big guys are the one who get it done. Well, I'm glad that you uh, you you love the big guys like that because you know some of my best friends were quarterbacks and offensive linemen too. So it's kind of a it's a unique uh, brotherhood, and and that's why I'm in coaching so I can I can stay around that type of stuff. It absolutely is. Appreciate you, brother. Uh, go get back to it. I know you got film study to go on. Spring ball starting up tomorrow, but I do appreciate you coming on. All right. Thanks, Mike. So offensive line coach, run game coordinator, Mike Blesh. And every time I talk about those big guys and O-line play, it gets me fired up because that's where the game is kind of won and lost. Those big guys up front being physical, moving people around uh, and bring that toughness to the game. Uh, that is what makes football teams special. And so I'm looking forward to seeing what Cal puts on the field this spring, and then this fall. Again, don't forget football camps for Cal Ballers. There'll be a link down below. But I appreciate you guys watching. Looking forward to seeing what the Bears look like this spring. Coming up in a couple days here, you can see the new product and the new offense. And so remember, it takes offense a little while to gel. So you, ha you have to kind of withhold judgment for a little bit. But as they get it going, as they get some moment momentum, and as they get some reps in it. You're going to see that offensive, uh, at least the execution start to come together for the spring. And then they got a whole summer to work it out. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they do. I appreciate you guys being here today for Bear Insider, Ultimate Insider. I'm Mike Pulaski. Go Bears.